Welcome to the Frontline Podcast, brought to you in association with the Atler Group. Atler Group is a collaboration of businesses with a collective history of over 130 years, bringing financial solution to its clients in the world of accountancy, audit, advisory, fiduciary and retirement benefit solutions. Visit atler.im today. On the Frontline Podcast, we chat to leaders in business and successful entrepreneurs to bring you their in-depth and bite-sized opinions that will add value to you and your mind. Thanks for joining me today, Stuart. Much appreciate your time. Pleasure. Thank you. So we're here to talk about leadership, a, a, a subject certainly of the heart of my interests, and I'm sure yourself as well. Yes. Perhaps for our listeners, a bit of background on yourself and certainly how you then got into the into the realms of leadership. Sure. So I've, I've been lucky in my career, really. I, I was um, in my early days, about 30 years ago, I was uh, fortunate to get into a company in a management trainee position and it was a company that was growing very very quickly and it gave me lots of opportunity to progress the career at a much earlier stage than I would ordinarily have expected to so I got into quite senior management in a growing company in my late 20s um, on boards within the subsidiaries um, also in my late 20s and that gave me really intense but really good grounding for for leadership and management in general um, and I subsequently moved into the pharmaceutical sector, which is obviously a huge global field and um, found, again, lots of fortune there or opportunities for growing businesses, particularly in the generics part of the industry uh, in the early part of this century where the generics were really booming. Um, so these days, if you go and buy your um, paracetamol or antihistamine, you might pay 35 pence, 70 pence for a product that would have been £7 or £10 uh, 20 years ago. So that's thanks to generics, which was a huge growth area in the in the early part of this century, and and I w- was able to kind of ride that wave with the with the industry. So I, I got lots of opportunities, um, and that led to me forming some of my own businesses later on. So during that phase, did you did you actively go and seek leadership courses, or is that something that's just part of the day to day job you um, learn, or a bit of both? I did some Institute of Directors courses when I became a director, which are more uh, technical fiduciary legal than they are leadership perhaps but but I think with all these courses what you, you learn from your cohort as much as you do from the content of the course and of course my cohort was full of leaders and very far more impressive people than I was then and probably am now um, so, so I, yeah I learned a lot from them but it wasn't a leadership course as such and I think I was simply just too busy you know enjoying the ride and and and, and, and um, uh, you know it was one of those phases of, 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 of a career when nothing stays the same any two days and, and, and there's always the next thing and the next thing so there wasn't really the time or I felt the need back then to do a leadership course and actually um, having looked at some leadership courses over the past five to ten years when I've been more in control of my own destiny there are lots out there that are not very good leadership courses and actually it's a very difficult thing to teach it's something you need to do you need a mentor really I would suggest yeah. rather than rather than to visit a course. A course is interesting. It teaches you the nuts and bolts. It doesn't teach you how to do anything. It doesn't teach you how to lead or how to manage or how to look forward. It teaches you what others have done, and that's interesting. But it might not be your solution. So interesting then on on mentors. That do you think that when people are looking for mentors, they should be looking internally, say they're in a business within the business, or externally, or both? Or I think it depends on, on where the mentor is that's right for you, which sounds evasive of me, but 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 there's no point having a mentor that you don't have the chemistry with. Um, 
in an ideal world, I would say internally. So, so you've been identified on a succession plan, and during that phase, your mentor, which will be an internal person senior to you, probably, yeah. will you know help you along the way and prepare you for for what's coming. Um, sometimes, in fact, very often, people find themselves in leadership positions when they're not really prepared for it. They've been managers, they've been senior managers, they've been very good at that. And there's this kind of assumption that that equals good leadership. It's not the same thing at all. It's no. an entirely different discipline. Um, and so there are lots of leaders out there who either are not very good at leading or have had to really hurt, learn the hard way, you know, thrown right in at the deep end um, when the outside world thinks it's a, just a natural progression. So those people have missed out on mentors and they those people probably need to go external and find consultants, etc., cetera, who, who, who provide that service. Yeah, okay, interesting. So let's uh, start from the top up, I guess. So we start with a leader. We were looking at definitions and we were chatting just before we came on air about definitions of a leader and something uh, in my interest in the subject is that uh, leadership isn't just about the people at the top. I know you've brought a few quotes with you as well. Mm. Uh, so maybe just expand on that, on your views on, on leadership and where that begins. Yeah, well, I completely agree with you that leadership happens right throughout a company or right throughout a successful company. Um, there are those dare I say, old-fashioned leaders who don't like that. They feel it's a threat to them. They want to kind of stamp down any any signs of leadership with a small L uh, and, uh, underneath them. And can I interrupt there? Do you, why do you think that? Is that, is that? is that an ego thing? Is that just old-school thing, it, a bit it, of both? It, it's a bit of both, but also it's fear, actually. Okay. It, it, it's an insecurity. that, And it goes back to what I said a moment ago, that a lot of leaders, a surprising number of leaders with a capital L, know in themselves I, I i don't know what i'm doing I, the, the, I was a brilliant director of something or head of something or manager of something leadership is something that's quite different um where that's your only focus very often there's a bit of both of course but but where, where, where you're only a leader that that's that's quite scary for people who have had a career where everyone constantly looks up to them looks for answers, looks for decisions, um, and all of a sudden, they, 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 and sorry, everyone's assuming that they'll just seamlessly walk into this leadership position and, and succeed, but it won't happen without support, and, and, and that's a very scary position to find yourself in. So I think that's why, I think the reaction that some people give, some personalities would respond with a, let's stamp down anything that looks like a challenge to me, Whereas in actual fact, ironically, those people would have been the greatest support for that leader to, to lead the organisation uh, in, in the best possible way. Yeah, right, right. Um, but, but in terms of definition of leadership, I think it's really difficult to pin one down. I know you'll find one in textbooks here <laughs> and there, uh, and, and, and nothing wrong with those definitions, but it's, it, it's such a variable uh, and catch-all title being a leader. And actually, nobody's called a leader. They just it's assumed that they lead. So it's very often a chief executive, a director of something, or or, or whatever it may be. Nobody has a job title of leader, um, and therefore it's very difficult to define what lead what yeah. leadership really means. And and I think I go back to, to to the point you make. And there's a quote I have here um, from uh, the the so-called father of sociology from Germany, Max Weber, that says the organisations that will survive and thrive will be those that foster acts of leadership throughout the system rather than assuming leaders only exist at the top. That, to me, perfectly describes what you should be looking for in an organisation, that you have your leaders with small L's all the way through the organisation, leading that little team, that little social club, that department, etc. And if you let them lead and give them that empowerment to do so, they will support you, not challenge you. Yeah, empowerment's uh, yeah a key thing I think there, isn't it? Part yeah, of that process. Yeah, but it's difficult. It's scary to do that, and and you need trust, an environment of trust, 
many organisations don't have that, mm-hmm. and that is old school and it is old fashioned and 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 it's changing. But but the bigger companies still suffer with that that old way of doing things where you're not to be trusted if you're not on the board. <laughs> do, do, you, yeah. do you think that uh, do you think that whole process is getting accelerated? Just I suppose we look at working from home, people working from home with what's going on, and people are naturally going to be doing that more. That you have to trust your staff more to that point because there's going to be more remote work and so therefore that empowerment will happen it's quite hard to control from a distance Mm. i'd suggest yeah i think in terms of the job description more empowerment yes in terms of leadership i'm not sure because uh, i i worry about working from home that actually the division will grow you're not around the leaders exactly you don't you don't see what's happening you don't get that osmosis effect um and, and 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 to some extent, out of sight, out of mind, you know, mm, yeah, the, the, yeah. in terms of your development and, and, and how, how the kind of organisation sees you. So, so yeah, there's definite, definite positives working from home, but I think there are companies need to be mindful of that sort of growing, yeah. that, that inadvertently growing that gap between the senior management and the rest of the company. Okay. And just to go back to the mentor point, do you think uh, people in businesses, so the individuals in the business should seek a mentor, that the... the, the the people, let's again, I used Boadwood, but at the top of the business should be pushing mentors down onto staff or, or should it be a two-way conversation? How how do you see that working? Yeah, well, I mean, you never want to impose things that are, that are unwelcome because they tend not to be received very well. But but I think as a, as a strategy, it would be a good one to, to recognise that mentors are useful, whatever that mentor might look like, whether it's an internal, whether it's a colleague from the same department, whether it's somebody senior to you to help you go, go up through the succession plan. Um, how, how companies go about it is, is is really kind of up to them, but 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 to fail to do so is really failing in development duties. Yeah. You know, you, you're only going to cause yourself trouble later yeah. to to not develop the team you've got now. And mentoring is a really good way of doing that. You know, um, and and some companies do it; they call it shadowing. That's kind of mentoring, really. Um, but in terms of leadership, mentoring tends to happen further up the chain, um, and there is a. I think a rather British problem with that, 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 you know, I know best, thanks. I don't need somebody no, coming in telling me, you know, I've worked in this company for X number of years. What would you know anyway? Yeah, right. um, there's a lot of that goes on. In America, of course, if you get a mentor, you're considered to have made it. Okay. You know, it's a badge of honour that you've been, that you're successful and important enough to have a mentor in the UK and in the British Isles. It's still a little bit of a kind of, well, don't tell anybody because I'm a bit ashamed of it. Oh, okay. And so I think that's beginning to change very slowly. Coaching is the same story, executive coaching, very, very similar pattern. Um, it's beginning to change. And the sooner it changes, the better for the organisation. We kind of all need to get over ourselves a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about types of leadership. Obviously, yeah. there's a wide variety uh, rather than trolling through them all. Some that kind of your preferred methods that you see, because like you say, I guess there's so many out there. Yeah, I mean, probably if you asked you know, the, the, the proverbial person in the street to define a leader, they, they would go for the autocratic do as I say, not as I do type of leader. And they definitely exist, but thankfully they're in decline, I would say. For me, and I think it's more common these days as well, the more collegiate style of leadership works. And that speaks back to that quote I read out and then the comment you made earlier about the um, leadership across the organisation, that, that, that you know we're all in this together as a team. And yes, you need somebody at the top who is accountable and who's going to make the decisions and who's going to take that heat and take that that, that responsibility. Uh, and that is the leader with the capital L. But 
if you operate in a collegiate fashion and involve people and be open with them to a point, you don't just scare people, but to be open with them, to trust them, to treat them like adult human beings, um, it's amazing what you get out of them. And I'd like to think that's my style of leadership. The truth of the matter is you, you, you cannot define your own style. Only your team can tell you what you're like. Okay. But I, I know what I think I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Let's ask them after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, hopefully they'll say something similar. <laughs> but, 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 but I think you know, treat, treating adults like adults sounds like a really silly, patronising thing to say, but it's surprising how rarely it happens in, in, in the workplace. Yeah, right. And presumably, ultimately, that's a culture thing within the business. Yeah, I think that, so. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it's a trust thing as well, that, that, that you have to trust people. You, you're paying them enough money, trust them. Yeah, yeah. And if they breach that trust, well, then deal with it. But, but don't assume the negative to start with, you know, is, yeah. is my advice. There's very little damage can be caused. So, so to, to sort of expand on that point of, I suppose, it going wrong, I, again, I mentioned off air, my favourite book, which people are probably sick of me talking about, which is Jacko Willock. He's a, he's a Navy SEAL, and he had a book out called Extreme Ownership, which talks about ultimately the leader at the top takes full responsibility. So somewhere down that, let's call it down the chain, there's a, there's a problem, there's an error. Ultimately, it sits with the leader because he hasn't put the process, the policy in place, mm. hasn't trained correctly. Uh, and I must say, when I kind of look at, try and look at my own style, that's the, the approach I try and take, which is, you know, I'm at the top of that pyramid or somewhere near that top of that pyramid so therefore I take responsibility if there's a problem mm. uh, Yeah. so yeah it's a hard, I don't know whether you've read his book but I'd highly I, recommend it I haven't no, no. but, I'll I, buy but I will I, yeah, I, and yeah. I think you know authenticity is, is, is for me the, 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 the buzzword for, for leadership that it, it's really tempting um, and I was a bit evasive answering your question about courses before for, for the same reason it's very tempting to be to, to find an inspirational figure Steve Jobs is often quoted, Richard Branson, you know, Harvey, um, I forget his surname now, the famous entrepreneur, anyway. Okay. Edit that out. <laughs> um, uh, if you ask people, you get these, these names recurring time and time again. Bill Gates, uh, another one. And that's fine, you know, no, not, not for me to sit and criticise. But the fact is, if as a leader you try and copy another leader, you're going to fail. Yeah. I can almost guarantee that and put money on the fact that that, that will happen. And that sounds really um, negative and, and, and defeatist of me. But you will be a successful leader if you are you. The best version of leadership is you being you. Yeah. And then I suppose taking the bits from watching other people observing other people whether it's yeah you, you can tweak that along the way but but the people won't respond to you if you don't seem authentic and if yeah. people don't respond to you you can't lead them yeah and and and, and, and it does boil down to that simplicity that that, that you, you mustn't be you mustn't fall into this trap of trying to copy another leadership style yes be inspired by them of course yes as you say pick out some of those really clever things they've done or really interesting angles they've taken and and try try those out no problem but do it in your style don't yeah. try and copy theirs because it just won't come across. It won't land with your team. Mm. Do you think anyone can be a leader? Yeah, yes, in, in, in the right context. Can anybody lead, you know, the country? No. Can anybody lead huge organisations? No. Um, but can anybody lead with a small L? Of course they can. Of course they can. And, and, and they can lead within teams. In, in, talking about the workplace again, they can lead within departments. They can lead within um, the kind of quangos, let's say, the social committees, etc., that, that may form within, within companies. Um, so they can lead in that sense. Can they lead the big company? Probably, yes, they can. It's the question of whether they want to, because there's a, a lot of learning and experience goes around that. And, and, and you know, company politics as well and, 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 and strategy. And some people, it's just not for them. That doesn't mean they can't lead. It's more of a choice then. Yeah. But 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 um, uh, 
Yeah. And, and, and accountability we've talked about already. Um, absolutely key for a leader. Some people have a limit beyond which they're not comfortable with accountability. That, that I'm, I'm, I'm happy at my level. That's where my accountability sits and, and, and that's fine with me. I would probably feel overstretched to go beyond that. Yeah, it's not yeah. to say they can't. It's just a comfort thing, and that's fine, you know. Probably almost a good sign of a good leader if they know where that limit is. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a very good point, yeah. Mm. Uh, psychology, another interesting subject. Obviously, yeah. a, a massively important part when it comes to leadership, understanding the person next to you that you're trying to. Do you want to expand a little bit on that and your experience around that? Yeah, well, thoughts? I should start by saying I'm no psychologist, but <laughs> but, but you're absolutely right. It's, it plays an important part, and... Um, I'll read you another couple of quotes mm-hmm. that, that are relevant to this. So, so the first is from Dwight Eisenhower, the um, US president. He said, the art of leadership is getting somebody else to do something you want done because they want to do it. And that seems like a throwaway line, but when you think about that, because they want to do it, that, that really resonates nicely, I think. Um, and it's really, it, it explains how difficult leadership can be. It's not just a question of, here's the, here's the list of tasks, get them done by this date the person has got to want to do it if you want them to feel led. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they'll feel instructed, not the same thing. So that's a, there's a psychology in there, that's that's understanding, and of course, different people respond in different ways. Yeah, it's learning those soft skills, I guess, Absolutely. then, of those people. Yeah, yeah. and, and then um, there was a, a, a black singer called Marion Anderson who was instrumental in, in, in um, breaking down racial barriers back in the 50s and 60s. She said, leadership should be born out of the understanding of the needs of those who would be affected by it. I think that's a really lovely you know, rounded quote about as a leader recognizing the impact you're having on the people you're talking to, what they're feeling, what they're thinking. It's not just about what they're doing. It, it, it's, it's really bringing them with you and getting them to see your vision. Um, all of those things require a, a pretty skilled psychological skills, even if you might not be a psychologist. But you yeah. need to, as you say, have those soft skills to understand what impact am I having, reading the body language, understanding what's happening, testing what's what's happening day after day after day to make sure that, that, that your message has been understood properly. Yeah. Um, and, and, and if it hasn't been, then to go back to those little leaders through the company is my advice yeah. to see well where did the message fall apart and, and 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 let's talk about you know the people who 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 respond well to you how how can I help them you know get get to where I want them to be and and there's a psychology there to to understand that you need to kind of I don't mean in this in a hierarchical sense but drop down a level of your messaging to make sure it lands properly okay. so yeah. so it's, it's it's that whole understanding of 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 yes what you feel your psychology but actually more importantly the psychology of the people that you are messaging yeah. to yeah, yeah. Put yourself in their shoes. Yeah, to hear what they're listening. So the, and this goes back to the mentor point a little bit. That that journey of leadership. Do you see that carrying on for everyone till the day they retire? Um, you mean those who are kind of in a yeah. as leaders? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. It, it, well, it should do because because I suppose you go back to the point before about leading with say someone that leads with an iron fist, and perhaps that that's phasing out now. Mm. The way we're talking now, and we think this is the right way to lead, perhaps in 15 years, it, it, it might not be. Yeah. So therefore, you've always got to be on that development. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it, it's probably a bit cliched now, but but it's pretty well known, you know, that the, the millennials behave in a certain way yeah. and the Generation Zs behave in a certain way. And there is no doubt. I mean, it seems a bit, you know, crude to broad brush whole generations like this but but you do see it in society. You see the changes and leadership has to respond to that over time. So add 15, 20 years, and they're the people you're going to be managing and leaving. Yeah. I'll be retired. I don't care. 
Uh, talk a little bit about then I know you run some leadership courses perhaps an overview of what well you touched on but why you decided to push down that route and then yeah a bit about what you teach on those courses yeah so aside from leadership uh, so so the company Oxasia is is the management consultancy in our group and 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 our kind of raison d'etre is to help businesses, the, the health of businesses, we like to say, which is a bit of a stretch because it fits in with all the other health-related businesses in the company. But, but, it, but it, it, it's it's not a kind of we know best approach. It, it's very much a, a, an MOT style approach. And the the to quote David David Brailsford, the cycling guru, all the one percent, and can we find those tweaks and and and, and small margins that make a big difference. Um, and, and what we found in the early days, we've been running that company since 2012, um, is that, um, not surprisingly, people are nearly always the issue, whether they're at whatever level they're at. But, but leadership and the directors, the board, were very often, they, they may be the ones asking us the question, how do we solve this problem? But the answer was very often, you're the problem. <laughs> Nice conversation after. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, obviously we phrased it slightly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but 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 fundamentally that's what it boiled down to. And and there were those who were willing to hear that message and to and to help us fix it with them or help us help them fix it. And there were others who just didn't like to, to yeah. hear that and decided we were wrong, and that's fine as well. And I suppose the the the, the idea to come out with courses was a recognition that you know better leadership was going to kind of preempt that problem and it would help people with succession planning and succession planning again and again and again and again was the problem in, in companies. Right. Companies think they're doing it and, and, and many, some will be of course but the vast majority who think they're doing it aren't really doing it. The The main boss has maybe got one person in mind to take over from them if anything happens right. and that sort of it. What about that person and the person behind and what about the other strands in the organisation? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, It's not really a proper succession planning. And for succession planning to work, you need people with those kind of basic leadership understandings, at least, and the skills will only develop once they get given a chance. Yeah. So, so the courses we, we, we put on are designed to, 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 to speak to that, really, to try and the, the, the aspiring leaders course, for example, as the name suggests, is aimed at the, those people who are just in leadership roles or are planning to get into leadership roles or are expected to be by their companies. Um, and it's, 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 we, we designed to, to be quite experiential, because I just think sitting in a room listening to theory about leadership not only is really boring, but it's not very helpful either. Yeah. Because you'll go back to your your setting, and it just won't be the same as what you've just heard about. You, you know, it's it, it's not interesting what Peter Drucker said about leadership when you're sitting in the seat expected yeah. to lead. You know, it, it's not helpful. Whereas if you've done some experiential training you can start to put some of that theory into practice and understand what it means and, and some of the what-ifs. So, so we try and structure our training in that way. So, so, so I alluded earlier that I wasn't very impressed with a lot of leadership training. And maybe people are not impressed with ours, I don't know. But, <laughs> but, 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 but we've tried to structure it differently for that reason, to, to make it more experiential, aimed at a very specific um, uh, group of people, i.e. those the up-and-coming uh, uh, leadership. We have other courses for, for existing boards and stuff, but the the one that seems to have attracted most attention and most interest is the aspiring leaders course yeah. and that kind of fits with what we've seen that, that there is that kind of gap yeah. between the, the to speak hierarchically the teams yeah. and the management and, and, and these people can start to fill that gap a little bit yeah. with their development okay. so, so, so um, yeah I mean we, 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 we do talk theory we do go through models but we then live them through exercises 
to kind of help cement them. It's not just a classroom-based yeah. environment. So hopefully people find it at least a, a memorable day. And if it's memorable, that's one of the tasks yeah. kind of ticked off. Yeah, absolutely. It, at least if you can remember it happened. That's, yeah. There's a lot of training courses I've been on that I, I, I couldn't tell yeah. you about. <laughs> They're on the CPD record. That's about, that's about what yeah. I remember often. Yeah. So when we look at, uh, say, failings of leaders, again, you'll, I'm sure, come across and seen circumstances, what the typical kind of pitfalls that... We talked earlier about perhaps leading with an iron fist. Again, it might might work in some situations, but typically what are those failings that you see? Yeah, well, on, on that point, I think if you were to ask a leader um, uh, why, and their answer is because I say so, <laughs> then you're, you have a failing leader there. They may not yet have failed, but they're going to fail, particularly in this day and age. Maybe 100 years ago, that was the only way to be. That's not the case any longer. So, so, so why do you think it's changed? Well, I think it's just society has changed. Mm. I mean, um, God, it's probably going to sound controversial to say so, but, but, but you know, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, the workplace, and when I say that, I'm talking offices really, I suppose, was dominated by men. And arguably, it's still a bit dominated by men, but far less so. And there's a much greater female influence, and that's great. That on its own has changed the dynamics very, very significantly. Yeah. And society itself has changed, of course. I mean, yeah. we're, we're far more open to all kinds of inclusion and diversity that we ever, than we ever were. I grew up in the 80s when things were very, very polarised and... and, and um, you know, racism was rife and homophobia was rife and 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 actually i don't think they even had names it was just the way it was yeah, right. you know and, and shameful actually but 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 you know society's changed out of sight since those days yeah. in only 30 years which in evolutionary terms is very 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 quick so so i think there's been a huge change in terms of um uh you know the way people behave the way people expect other people to behave and and, and the way organizations have had to respond to that yeah, really okay. And the whole um, prevalence of IT nowadays, which only 20 years ago, certainly 30 years ago, and to some extent 20 years ago, we didn't really communicate on emails. We used fax machines, and that was the height of technology. Of what now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, 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 and that whole immediacy has changed everything as well. Um, and more recently, the remote working, of course, has changed things again. So, so I think there's been numerous reasons why there's been yeah, uh, shift. Uh, changes in expectations. Yeah. And, and, and I think when you think of it in that, through that prism, it's pretty obvious why the kind of do as I say isn't working anymore because you know people just don't want to hear that. That, that, that was the 80s yeah, and right. before. So that there's an example of failing leadership. I think why is the answer to your question actually strangely, however you, you phrase that. So, so first point being, if you ask why and the answer is because I say so, that's a failing leader. If you ask why and the leader can't give you an answer, why do you want us to do that? Where are we heading? Why are we doing that? Why does our company provide that service or that product? What is it that we're doing? How do we resonate with the buyer's needs and interests? If the leader can't answer that, they're probably going to fail as well. Okay. And Apple are a really good example of how to do that well, because actually Apple don't really sell products. If you look at all their marketing, okay, there'll be adverts about a laptop, but if you look at their corporate marketing, they never actually mention the products they're selling. They're selling an aspiration. They're selling a lifestyle and values and beliefs. And, and, and they're asking the public to identify with those. They're saying, are you creative? Because we are. Uh, do you like innovation? Because we do. Mm, it, right. it, and, and, and that's what leaders should be doing. They, they should be identifying what, what are we? What is it we're trying to achieve? What, what is our ultimate message? What is our product saying to people? And if a leader can't answer that, they're probably not going to lead very well because mm. they won't be able to break the message down internally either right. so, so and, and that covers quite a broad yeah. uh, a broad um uh church of leaders and and the shame of it all is that that 
there are many, many, many excellent managers who have ended up stuck in a leadership position and are not very good at it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's wasted talent, you know. Yeah. Okay. And that's really a shareholder issue, which, <laughs> you know, these days shareholders don't get involved enough in the running of businesses. It's all very arm's length. But shareholders should recognise that the right people need to be in the leadership positions. Because they're, they're not only are they losing talent, but they've got poor leadership. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Which then has the knock-on effect of yeah, yeah, within the business. Very interesting. So, uh, just a couple of other bits to finish off. If that's okay. Yeah, sure. Book recommendations outside of obviously grabbing your courses and getting on your courses. <laughs> what book should be people? Well, be I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I'm not a huge, uh, prolific reader of leadership or management. But, but my favourite author, nonetheless, is Stephen Covey. Um, who died uh, a year or so ago, sadly, but he's written a number of books. The most famous is probably the um, the, the uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, and then he sub- subsequently wrote The Eighth Habit. Um, <laughs> but he's written uh, numerous other books as well. He, he, he talks about trust, which I quite like. I think that's a very modern... He was before his time in that sense, quite a modern take on right. leadership. So he, he was saying that bosses need to empower through real trust uh, and such that they can become servants and coaches. So, I mean, that, that's a very powerful statement if you think about it, that, that you empower downwards so that your job now actually isn't running the company anymore, per se. It's supporting those people that you've empowered and helping them and coaching them and supporting them and, develop, and developing them. And that's a very different take on leadership, if you think about it. And I really like that take. So that came from Stephen Covey and uh, one of his books. I couldn't tell you which one that came from, but one of his <laughs> books. But Stephen Covey's books are all um, very forward-thinking, yeah. ahead of his time, and um, uh, and a really easy read, which for uh, 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 somebody who reads <laughs> that, like me, is, yeah. is, is a good thing. Um, I mean, there's there's numerous kind of theoretical textbooks out there if you want to read about the kind of nuts and bolts of leadership. But if you want to learn to be a leader, the only way to do it is to be a leader. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> that simple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great. So people want to reach out to you, courses, etc. What's the best way for, for folks to reach out to you, Stuart? Um, well, I guess the website is the best place to start. So we um, have a website called adifferentwayofthinking.com, all one word. Um, and all of the information, contact details are on there. Um, that's probably the easiest thing. Okay. Um, we, we cleverly chose a name like Oxasia that nobody can pronounce or spell. So we well. didn't use that on our website address, <laughs> but the, the email uh, would be uh, info at oxasia.im. Okay. But uh, rather than me spell that out, best to go to the website. Yeah, so. we'll, add, we'll add into the show notes. So <laughs> yeah. thanks. Thanks for coming in. It's been really interesting. I'm Pleasure. sure we could chat for a lot longer, but uh, thanks for keeping Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone.